and welcome to the King James Virgin. It's a podcast where my friends Alan and Adam recount stories from the Bible to me. I've never heard them before. My name is Nick. Weird energy. Uh, my name's Alan. <laughs> my name is Adam. I'm the only morning person here, apparently. <laughs> Dude, I've up since like six. I was going to say this. Well, yeah. So Alan's at like, for Alan. well, Alan's at like that lunchtime slump. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. I need a snack. <laughs> uh, we're recording this in the morning because our schedules this week were just super weird. Normally we record in the afternoon. No one cares. Um, so we have a, a, a just a nice little little uh, story to delve into this morning. Does it sound like NPR to anybody else? Like this, the energy we've got going on right now sounds like an NPR. I think interview. that's what morning radio is <laughs> to me. That's what I, that's the energy that I'm bringing this. Morning. All NPR stuff happens between four a.m. and like nine a.m. Yeah. Okay. Uh, actually, let's hold on one second and let's get the traffic. <laughs> Uh, Nick's coffee looks so good. I should have like made one to go. Um, I hoovered mine right before I came here and I was like, why didn't I just throw it in a cup? <laughs> Pure distaste on Alan's face. Oh, I'm just like, no, I'm just like totally lost. How, how do I want to bring this in? <clears throat> oh, so we've talked a lot about the, the devil or Satan before. Right. Yeah, yeah. You're familiar with him. Yeah. I like the way you worded that because I believe that's exactly like the revelation, the devil or Satan. Yeah. Like, the devil or Satan uh, or Lucifer or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, the, the serpent. The yeah. The tiny fire dragon. But not the beast. No. Not the beast. Um, so this is just another one of those stories about Satan or the devil or okay. Whomever. This is one of the definitive stories about the devil. Like this and Job are kind of the two ones where the devil is a character. I, I agree. So Nick, um, have you, I kind of suspect you have heard of this at least in name, maybe not story, but are you familiar with anything about the temptation of Christ? Um, well, yeah, I mean, I've, well, I've seen the movie, it, the, you know, late sixties, Scors- last temptation of Christ, which I presume is not canon shall well, we say this is also not the last temptation of christ oh this is the interesting temptation of christ although no i think it is the so this is <laughs> i i'm ashamed as like the the resident movie guy on the like i've, I've never actually seen the scorsese movie because it was it was kind of taboo growing yeah. up um and the just, last temptation of christ happens like on the cross correct then never mind okay uh and involves judas and mary magdalene maybe as well in there that's part of the probably not those, Mary. Those are like main characters. Mary's. I mean, well, I guess she's at the foot of cross. She's around. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're not wrong. Okay. No. We'll we'll get there All right. someday. Yeah. But uh, d- does the movie cover anything in a desert? Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. So you might actually be familiar with the story. And maybe like, man, I, now I feel like rusty on it. Like I'm trying to think like, well, wait a minute, what is that? Now it's 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 early. And I think that it's like just him like wanting to like be the common man or something like that. That's, you know, like that's an interpretation. Yeah. Okay. So, um, this story comes right off the heels. Him is Jesus. Willem Dafoe. Correct. Uh, <laughs> yes. who, who plays the devil? That see, I don't remember who so plays not, the devil. He's not interacting with somebody in the devil or in the, in the devil, in the desert. It might just be a voice. I don't know. Oh, that's an interesting take on it. Or it could be him. It, I think it might be him playing both. See, that's, I was gonna say, that's, I think it's a color shift thing. And like, he's talking, talking to, to himself. himself. Yeah. There's a, well, it's just funny on the walk over here. I was thinking about this and cause I was like, this is obviously an allegory. It's been a long time. I think it's a great m- movie, but I, it's been a long time since I've seen yeah. it. So I'm probably getting details wrong. Well, no, it's fascinating that that exists and I really should watch it at this point. Um, but like Harvey Keitel is Judas. That's yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, young Harvey Keitel too. Um, cause that's like, 60s. Yeah, it doesn't say. There's no listing. Um, Adam, you are correct. 
there there is a popular interpretation that this is actually kind of another parable. Well, it, it I mean, like, so this is really interesting. Let's like, talk about that afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's just an interesting because on the way walking over here, I was thinking like this is obviously got to be that. And then it's like, oh, you know, the way that this could be a literal story is that he's just talking to himself. Like mm-hmm. this is that the temptation is internal, mm-hmm. which I think is like, I think that's an ob- obvious hermeneutic, hermeneutic, epistemological, <laughs> one of the words, uh, you know, like take on on the story. Like if you were like a pastor trying to break this down for or, a you know, a theologian trying to break it down for whatever. Like, I feel like that, that's an, a way to take it and, and use it as dogma. Sure. So what is it actually? Yeah. Adam, do you remember yeah. what this story is directly Before? after? No, I don't remember what it, what's feeding it. Okay, so uh, Nick, you actually know the lead up to this story. The lead up to the story is Jesus being baptized by John the Baptist. Oh, okay. So it's right so after it's he comes right out of the water. It's right at the beginning then. It's right at the beginning. He oh. comes out of the water and, you know, the sky opens up, a dove comes down. This is my son with whom I'm well pleased. And then, fwing, fwing, fwing. And then he fucks off to the desert. Right, okay. So I'll let Adam take it from there. So yeah. Alone the, or with people? By himself. Okay, right. And this is, and it's kind of important that yeah. he's alone. And uh, it says that he, another way is like another version of the, not version, but like name for this is like uh, 40 days in the wilderness because he goes for 40 days on his own um, and fasts the entire time. Um, wilderness. I've never considered the desert to be wilderness, but I suppose it is, isn't it? I guess. When I think wilderness, I think forest. Oh, it's interesting. So That's I, fascinating. I actually think like scrubby desert. I think desert as well. Huh. Like like Australian outback is wilderness yeah, to me. Yeah, okay. But that makes more sense. I mean, it, that makes absolute sense. Like wilderness would be any place wild. <laughs> right, yeah. I, I think that we are both right. Yeah. It's just interesting that I've never thought of the desert when I've thought of wilderness. Right. That actually is quite fascinating. <laughs> Although I've also heard like pastors refer to New York City as the wilderness as in like, <laughs> God, like oh away from the, the uh, oh civilization. Don't of- you miss when New York City was like, like the, that was the reference for like evil city folk I, Fr- from like pastors to like what pace commercials. Yeah. New York, York city. city. <laughs> pace, but sauce. Yeah. You know, like it was just like New York was like, ah, they're the worst. <laughs> it's so, it, yeah. Yeah. It's just a weird, probably nineties thing. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's, you know, like, uh, Giuliani cleaning up New York rhetoric, just ruining everything. Yeah. Anyway, um, no more Spider-Man washing windows. So he's in the desert for 40 days yeah, and, got it. and fasting, which, uh, I, d- I did do a, like a Wikipedia quick glance just cause I was wanting to make sure I got the things correct. Um, so How dare you, I know. Uh, but I saw in there that, uh, cut that out. Don't ruin the magic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, but like I saw in there that like fasting may not have actually been fasting. Fa- fasting may have uh, referenced just subscri- just uh, subsisting on what he could find, which is not fasting. That, that's foraging. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> like, uh, hipster Jesus. And it, was, it was funny as the, like the little tidbits. Maybe this is the things that you're going to cover out on Alan. So I shouldn't do this. I don't have a lot. Okay. <laughs> but like it was that. And then like 40 days could also uh, be used as a colloquialism for a long period of time. Absolutely. We say 40 days in the Bible and so often from the, uh, the flood. Um, Moses was in the desert for 40 days at one right. point. Like it's just, I, I think it means a while. Yeah. Too long. More Let's time say, than you could conceive. Of. Right. Yeah. Too, too long. Mm-hmm. He was in the desert. But too, I just too long. Like 
that takes the sting out of this story for me as it like, I, I'm thinking like I, every once in a while, like I try to drop back into like Christian brain and like these things <laughs> like, and the things that we're like hanging our hat on are, are these mystical, like mystical and mythical things that he could survive for 40 days. Without exactly. Without, without, and yeah, that yeah. he would be like fasting and like, and like you take these things away. And it's like, so a dude went out into the, into the <laughs> woods and like foraged on nuts and berries for a week. Yeah. Like yeah, we're, that is an interpretation of this or interpreting the wilderness as New York city. Right. He was just eating dollar slices. <laughs> that's what he could find. <laughs> and, and hot dogs. Yeah. Street hot dogs. Woe is he. Yeah. And, and, the, and the Greek cup hot dog or coffee. Like yeah. Just. If it's just a, a story about a, a guy, uh, like living off the land for 40 days, I prefer my side of the mountain. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like, anyway, or, ha- or hatchet or hatchet. Any hatchet fans. <laughs> <laughs> like this, this has now become Can a Jesus have a hatchet. No. Did his uncle no, also mean, die in a plane crash? Well, yeah. And was just stuck in the bottom of the lake the whole time. Yes. <laughs> Nick, have you read hatchet? Yeah, totally. Okay. I, like, I like that. You're like, we should have spoilers for hatchet. If you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> and then he dies. Who doesn't? In so hatchet too. He actually goes back. How is there a hatchet too? <laughs> well, he actually goes back and crashes again. Wait, I thought <laughs> like, he said he died. No, the, oh, the uncle the, dies. Yeah, yeah, no, him and his uncle are in a plane. They crash in the wilderness in the bottom of like in a lake. Yeah. And so the boy survives, but his dead uncle is still in the plane. But then. But he doesn't know that he, like he gets out of the plane, presumably. Yeah, yeah. He, he is. So he lives on his own for a while and then he escapes. He tra- he actually flies down another plane. Okay. And then in Hatchet 2, he flies back, I believe, and crashes again. I'm not as familiar with Hatchet 2. Also. Mm. How does that's how like, does, a, how does Twitter. It's like an Old Testament, New Testament thing? <laughs> yeah. how did it, oh, is it, was it a pontoon plane? I was like trying, trying to figure out how the, the second plane landed. Oh, to, to, to save, save him? him? I do not remember. It that. must be a pontoon plane. That's, that's the only it's the end of the book. Who cares? Okay. <laughs> anyway. Or is a chopper with a ladder? Oh. oh. Get with the chopper. Oh, no. No, I think they see also him. Also, cut that out. <laughs> I think they see him and then they like send a search party or something. Sure. Like they see him from a plane and then. I don't know why. Every time I th- like think of like seeing, you know, people on desert islands, you know, waving down planes or whatever, like there's a far side comic that was, and it's from the perspective of the pilot and looking down at the beach. And um, there's a guy like waving and then help is written, but it's, there's, he didn't finish the P. And like the pilot's like, oh, never mind. It says health. It says health. It must have I must have seen it at a weirdly formative time because (laughs) it makes me giggle every time. Uh, I think that Jesus could have had a hatchet because he was a carpenter. Absolutely. At least one of those planes. Also, how like is, a wooden mallet. Yes, how is Hatchet He brings Jesus? a plane out to the desert with him just in case. Just, right. You don't know. You got to make a, sometimes you have to make a side table. You right. don't know. See, the thing with Nick's interpretation of the desert or of the wilderness, like Jesus would have had leaves to wipe his butt with. True. But like in Adam and my interpretation Sage. of the wilderness. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. He just got like twigs to like. Oh, is it like sap? You just rub your butt on the sand enough until the poo falls off. Yes. That makes sense. Like a like a like a dog with like trying to relieve its anal mm-hmm. glands. Yeah, it's just like oh, Jesus is just like God. butt scraping all over the desert. <laughs> For some reason, that was just way too far. <laughs> too real. Too real. We don't yeah. talk about Jesus' anal glands. <laughs> I believe that's called a, pros- thought, it's called a prostate. It's a pro- <laughs> if you thought the spitting Jesus was, was offensive, say, like, our next our next sticker is going to be Jesus as a dog across oh, the desert. I think dog Jesus would definitely get us in trouble. <laughs> oh god! All right, so so he's hungry. He needs to poop. Yeah, 
Great. Yeah, he's been, you, Jesus is definitely the type of person who like can only poop at home. So like he's but he's been, running on empty. I mean, that's true. So I mean, that's the good thing. But after a week, like your body produces bile and all sure. sorts of stuff. Like it's just got to and no fiber. No, that's true. No, well, maybe only fiber. Oh, that's true. Well, just, <laughs> just just sage. Just sticks. Yeah. Well, his uh, cousin survived on honey and locusts. Right. In the desert. So like presumably he just like got dunked in the river and maybe got some desert survival tips. Right. John, oh. Yeah, it's like John, they come up and John, they're, they're having like lunch after and John, like eating locusts and honey. And John's like, listen, I went on this cleanse for like 40 days. Mm-hmm. It was so good. He's like, you go out, you drop some peyote. Oh, Jesus, desert cleanse. <laughs> yeah. And like, she's like, oh, that sounds good. I need a, I could, I could use a, like a, a pre-vacation before everything kicks off. I wouldn't know, like every time I try to take a drink of water, it just turns into wine. Yeah. It's, it's like, frustrating. Oh, I just got to get away from things. Anyway. Here's the ring lamp that I use in my van for my travel blog. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, Jesus is a blogger. He's not a vlogger. No. Right. Uh, but like, it's weird because in my mind, I'm realizing that the what I see when I like picture Jesus in the desert is a cross between um, Joshua Tree and what's that place where all of Star Trek always films that has the crazy rocks that looks mm-hmm. San Francisco. Sure. It's, yes, <laughs> and San Francisco. <laughs> um, you know what I'm talking about? The, I, I'm with you. There's those weird rocks that they always shoot. I can't, it's, it's a, it's a rock formation kind of outside of LA and it looks just, it looks alien. Um, but it's like, that's the combination of things that I picture, um, with Jesus wandering around anyway. So the whole point of this is G, the, the like dogmatic point of this whole thing is that Jesus is going to be, um, tempted with all of the temptations that humanity would have to endure. And this is proving his godliness essentially or or his purity his purity and ability to be a, a pure human sure um and so because the, the whole like the whole thing hangs on jesus being fully god and fully human he has to be both for this whole trigger thing to work uh-huh. again i want to remind everybody god made these rules yep and is also like part, just, part of the rules was my son's gonna need to die yeah. slash me yeah me and my son have both got to die i got to stay alive also i've got to be both people got a lot of like dichotomies here sure anyway so jesus goes out and he's gonna have three temptations and these are the like kind of the things that he had that he has to tick boxes off he doesn't know this right yeah (laughs) i guess yeah there wasn't like he got a syllabus (laughs) but the first one is hunger because the and it's like basically it's mastery of the body is the idea and and i didn't realize another thing i didn't realize like when you get baptized these are the three things that you're supposed to be surrendering um okay when you get baptized I was 13 and obviously far too young for that commitment. Uh, did you not do the workbook? Yeah, but I <laughs> that don't was remember. forced upon you in, in fourth through sixth grade. Again, I was 13. Right. Which is funny because it seems like right after a baptism, you probably have like a big meal to celebrate. Likely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, usually it's it's a lot like a quinceanera. Yeah. I mean, sure. Okay. Well, now I say it's a lot less fun than that. Yeah. yeah. It's, a lot, it's like a really lame quinceanera. Yeah. Um, or bar, bar, uh, bar bat mitzvah. I'm like, going to tell a story real quick, which is that there's <laughs> a, uh, a venue that you can rent and folks rent it quite often for uh, quinceaneras near my home. Um, and uh, one of the most delightful evening sounds is just hearing reverberated tuba oompas uh, uh, going on for fucking hours. Oh my God. It's so impressive. Like dude does not stop playing two to three notes for <laughs> hours. That is a heavy instrument that requires a lot of air. Yeah. 
It's really impressive. And you know, he's like just rotating the hips every note, you know, it's like <laughs> just like shifting subtly for each note. Yeah. That guy's got to have great breath support. Anyways, mad respect to tuba players. Dude, tuba players are always the chillest, like funniest dudes. Really? It's, oh, they're, they're great. Okay. Greatest. Like kind of stoner hipsters or not hipsters, just kind of like stoner. Yeah. 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 Pleasant big, people. Usually big guys. Yeah. I like, I like the tuba. Well, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be like a really tiny tuba player out there somewhere. Right. So Jesus yep. just had his quinceanera. He's yep. in the desert. He's in the desert. And he goes, uh, the devil, the devil literally comes to him and goes, you look hungry. Why don't you, since you are God, take these stones, turn them into bread and eat them. And Jesus goes, no, get thee behind me, Satan. Okay. No, not yet. <laughs> no, he doesn't say it three no, times. You're, no, uh, he says it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, oh, but by funny. every word that comes from the mouth of God. Sorry. I, I jumped the gun. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Get behind me. Satan is, is, the, the, is the fun is one, the final. but it's the I, final. Did it, I did it three. So that's interesting. It's not a three times thing. No. Anyway, because there's a lot of like three, seven, forties. Yeah. Um, and so he says, no, I won't. And then he does the, uh, man shall not live by bread alone, but by the word of God, which is a, another like thing we kick out. Um, and Satan goes like, ah, you got me and, and disappears <laughs> for a bit. Then he comes back. He and, is uh, just uh, like an angel, right? Like that's the idea. Yeah. He's not like a but like, creature. Like like a, you mean a rave. The, de- the devil? Yeah, yeah. He just looks like a, an angel if uh, an angel went to a rave and a goth party. No, Nick. Like <laughs> black black make eye makeup, like heavy makeup yeah. and like sulking all over the place. Well, you know, lots of the, chains, big hoops. In the cowboy movies, like the white hat, black hat. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the good angels wear white robes and the bad angels wear black robes. Sure. Yeah. And that's usually have heavy eye makeup. Yeah, sure. For and like reason. maybe long fingernails. Okay. Yeah. Gross. And like, like very pale, sallow skin. I will stop it for just a second um, because there's a couple different translation. Uh, so this, this story is in Matthew and Luke. Um, it's referenced in Mark, but like just a throwaway. Uh, but one thing that I noticed that again, this might just be like something weird from Greek or whatever it was written in. But in Luke, it says he was led by the spirit into the wilderness, comma, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And then in Matthew, it says he was led up by the spirit in the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Oh, interesting. Hmm. So I feel like one of those implies the spirit led him into the wilderness and he was tempted. And one of those again implies that like God led him to be tempted. Right. Like he's testing himself. Well, right? the, the first one could also indicate that he was tempted and he's going to the desert to get away, which is not really yeah. Anyway, I just, I thought that was interesting. The, the, the comma makes a big difference. Yes, it does. Um, and so the second one, a uh, little while later, devil shows back up and bamps them to the top of a big cliff. <laughs> so you're doing the Luke version. Yeah. Matthew switches the other two. Oh, really? The last two. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder Ma- if that matters. Uh, it does. I'll tell you why later. Okay. Well, anyway, so he takes him to the top of a big mountain and says, throw yourself off. God has promised that he's going to save you. So if you throw uh, yourself off from here. No, no, no. The, so you're actually, you're combining them now. So it's throw yourself off the temple. Oh. The mountain is give you everything. Interesting. I thought it was throw. So he goes up to the mountain to give you everything. Okay. It doesn't matter. So, so what, they, you, what are you doing? Are you doing the mountain I'll still? Do the, no, I'll do the, I'll temple. do the temple. So now you're back to Matthew. Okay. So <laughs> top of the temple. I mean, the, the, the object lesson still stands essentially like here's a high place, throw yourself off. God will save you because, because he's promised that he will. And, uh, and Jesus then goes some bullshit about, you shouldn't te- like, you shouldn't like just 
te- uh, test God to test God. Like you should like it's it's like it's disrespectful. So this one's been in my mind a lot over these past five months because um, he, he respond. Well, the devil says he shall give your angels charge over you. Uh, and oh, then, this is the, and then Jesus said, it is written, you shall not tempt the Lord, your God. So this has been on my mind a lot because all the Christians saying that God will protect me. That's why I don't need to wear a mask. <laughs> this is this shit's in the Bible. Like do not tempt, do not make God protect you from something that you could protect yourself. Right. Um, this is not God helps those who help themselves. <laughs> That's Ben Franklin. Yeah. Uh, but, but this is kind of where Ben Franklin could have extrapolated it from to a certain extent, but it's just, it's another one of those things where it's like, if Christians just read the fucking Bible, <laughs> yeah, I'd have a lot less problems with them. Mm, it's still now. Okay. Yeah. No, there's a lot of, <laughs> no, no, there too. I'll agree with that. I would have less problems with them. Yeah. But, Uh-oh. but so I've, I, every time I hear that argument, I think about this, which is from the mouth of Jesus as well. Yeah. Right. So you can't like it's double out, God. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you can't throw out, you know, be like, Oh, it's the old Testament. But like, ah, this is Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus directly <laughs> saying you're a fucking asshole. Wear a mask. <laughs> Basically. Uh, then the third one again, like, uh, the devil's like, ah, you got me again. Like I've, it's the way that they treat the devil is very, very Scooby-Doo villainous. In the Bible. I agree. There's no segues, which is why this really feels more like a parable to me. Yeah. But also like if you are the the devil, the personification of evil, like why would, why would the, like, I don't know, like given the, I just keep like playing out how humanity is interacting right now and like seeing the slipperiness of what I consider evil. And I was like, why is the devil playing by the rules? If, if you were the oh, personification of evil, yeah, then yeah, yeah, just yeah. like. It, there'd it, be a lot more deception involved. Yeah. Or just not giving a shit. Like, yeah. well, I don't care if the Geneva convention says don't kill civilians. Like, yeah, yeah. bam, you're dead. What are you, what are you going to do? No, this feels like, um, it's like a Jane Austen novel. Cause it's just like witty banter. Yeah. Uh, right. But then the devil is, um, the guy foiled in, by your rejoinder. Yes. Yes. The guy, yes. but the devil is the guy, the short guy in the black top hat from like Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yes. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, ah, ah, you got me again. <laughs> yeah. Um, twirling his mustache, but also Mr. Darcy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's just, he's foiled by like verbal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, you, that's right. He did say that. Um, so y'all uh, remember Natasha. Whew, what a babe. <laughs> Boris. I'm th- am I thinking about Boris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Boris. Boris. Anyway. Uh, and then the third and uh, final one or switch, depending on how you, uh, apparently which book or yeah, which book you read from, uh, is that I'd forgotten. He goes to the mountain for this. So you go to the, they bamf him to a top of a mountain and goes, here are all the nations and, and somehow shows him all of the nations again, more parable bullshit. But like, these are all the nations in the world. All you have to do is bow down to me. Promise. Like, like basically say that I'm, Bigger, bigger, better, whatever. <laughs> and all of these are yours. It's power. So like the idea is that uh, you're supposed to, you're renouncing power over, or you're, you're, when you get baptized, you're renouncing power over the flesh, power over the spirit, I guess, and then power over, uh, or like just general power, like over the mind, maybe. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> I I obviously didn't pay attention. <laughs> well, I didn't. I Again, didn't, two decades ago. Right, I know. Regardless, like that's the, the idea is that this he's going through these three steps or these three like parts of the human wholeness yeah. and being able to beat the devil. And, yeah. and this is at the point where he goes, get thee behind me, Satan. 
Right. Which is that where the... Have you, know, you heard that before? Nope. Oh. You've never heard get behind me, Satan? I don't think so. Is that so. just a thing that like Christians or ex-Christians say? I thought it was like in the zeitgeist, but again. <laughs> I mean, I, I will say that the uh, start of this podcast was you two saying things to each other that I was like, I'm sorry, excuse me, what? Yeah, but that was some pretty esoteric, like that's some inside baseball sure, shit. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so he, and this is the last one. Um, so you, it's, and he responds like, you shall worship the Lord thy God, which is himself. So whatever. Right. Um, and then angels come and like give Feed him, him food and right. Like he gets a, uh, like this whole like descending, I was gonna say harem, but it's not a harem. It's like a, like a, a spa day just like descends upon him and he gets fed. It and really and does is. Satan just like melt into the ground, like the wicked witch or something. I think he just, just like, pouts. Ah. He just like crosses. <laughs> I, I like Nick's version better. <laughs> I mean, it's better, but like, I really do think that like the devil's just like, oh, you know, this This funny. Cause you kind of reference this. This really does feel like, uh, like that LA trend a few years ago where they like hire someone to take them on a peyote trip. Yes. And then at the end they're like, you know, they have like a, Oh, a relaxing spa day and right. they're taken care of. Mm -hmm. And then this is just him telling them about like his peyote trip. Um, yes, this could very well have just been like Jesus in the desert for three days, like dropping, dropping peyote. And like, <laughs> I mean that if dude's foraging, right? Like he just like picked up some mushrooms not outside the realm of possibility. No, it's not. And so Nick, what this does is it's it, this, you know, he was just baptized and then he was proved that he's pure. This sets up his ministry. Yeah. And like now we're on just Got it. a forward trajectory yeah. at this, to, at this point it's killed. just social and religious disruption, like from our political disruption, like all he's doing. Actually, no, that's the, that's the crazy thing is like he it never actually really did political disruption because like that's the, the whole argument at the end of this is that the way that, is that they try to get Rome convinced that Jesus is a political dissonant and he's not, he's a religious and social dissonant. Like he's just mm. wrecking, mm -hmm. he's wrecking the social order and wrecking the religious order. Um, but that's what, like, that's the whole trick is from here on out. He's just wreaking but, havoc. But they needed this right. to prove that he was pure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which is funny. Cause like who witnessed it? Like by definition, they needed this to happen for him to be again. He just told a crowd of people, right? He probably. just like, I came back from the woods. You haven't seen me for 40 days. Yeah, it's because I was out and I was out there talking to the devil. I beat him <laughs> three times. And and Peter's like, dude, it's it's been like 10 days, maybe top 40, Peter. And he's 40. like, 40. You mean a long period? We are going to say 40, <laughs> 40 days. <laughs> yeah. well, we'll agree to disagree. Well, it okay. felt, Peter, it felt like 40 days. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't there. Yeah. You don't know. There was nothing but berries and these weird ass mushrooms. <laughs> uh, so the one hypothesis for the, the reason that the order is different in Matthew and Luke is that in Matthew, it follows uh, the sequence of trials by Israel as they wander through the desert. Ah, uh, um, which, which makes sense because Matthew is written for, for the, uh, Jews. Yeah. Um, there, there are two schools of thought, although Adam kind of brought like a two and a half. Yeah. One by people just take it literally like this happened. The devil tempted him. They went to three places. This exactly happened. The second is, you know, he's using this as a parable about like controlling his, in his like baser self and proving that he is pure to people. Yeah. Um, seems a lot more plausible. Sure. I mean, none I, of it, none of it is real. Well, I but was going to say like, regardless, like it wasn't literal. I mean, like, you know, it's like, no, well, I mean, if you were to talk to the pastors that we grew up with, this literally happened three literal places. Somebody's going to be fasting for 40 days and survive. Yeah. Like, 
I'm saying, I'm saying like <laughs> the, the Bible I was raised with was 100% literal. Truth. No, no, no. I, I, I mean, I, I, yes. Unless Jesus himself said that it was a parable. Right. It literally happened. Fine. Then. Uh, okay. I don't know why I'm arguing this because like none of this. <laughs> well, is that's real. why it fell apart so quickly for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just like, here's the thing. It can't. <laughs> be literal oh well you win i mean i agree well no like this story specifically can't be literal dogmatically because the human side of jesus would have died and if that if he didn't then it would actually defeat the entire purpose because he would be relying on his divinity i do love that argument actually but you know what i'm saying no it's a great argument and and i realize that i'm like i'm bringing you know like (laughs) totally uh, logic to a gunfight it is a fun argument that like he he cheated he used his superpower to survive right or it's allegory which doesn't diminish it in any that's and that's that's the fucking like the literalist i never understood even when i was like a practicing christian the literalists their their arguments don't change like the the power doesn't diminish if some of this stuff is allegory and some of the stuff is parable and some of the stuff is, is no, even a, like, a story can be more powerful to people right. than just a, a reciting of events that happened. Right. Like absolutely. If, if he's just describing yeah. the internal struggle that he's going through and it is like the Willem Dafoe talking to himself. <laughs> right. Like I was hungry. Right. I overcame it. But the risk of course, is that as soon as you open the door to interpretation, then you can say that the person telling you the interpretation is wrong because you can interpret it a different way. Right. Absolutely. So it has to have happened. Just this is what happened. Case closed. Then you have to don't think about it. Then your faith isn't faith. It's it's delusion. And that's that's my 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 fundamental problem with. And it's the same thing as the people not wearing masks because God will protect them. It's that your faith isn't based on faith, because ultimately, if you want to look at the Bible and go like, I have to accept that this is a flawed book because it contradicts itself. There's factual, factual inaccuracies about it, but I still am going to believe that there's a higher power in the universe and uh, the sacrifice made by this deity covers me for my like life after death. Fine. But you have to, you have to look it in the face and say, these are the, these are the facts. These are the fallacies. And these are the things, this is the gray area where I am, I am choosing to have faith in. And if you can't do that, you're not a fucking Christian. You're not religious. You're delusional. Well, and also if, if a reading of this book and (laughs) and an interpretation inspires you to live a better life, I I think that's exactly what Jesus, should he exist, would desire. Yeah. But if, if a vague adherence to this book just inspires you to exclude people and judge people, which Jesus said so many times not to do, then I know that was his dad. His dad was more into the exclusion. (laughs) Uh, no, Jesus said not to judge. Right. Oh, oh, I see. (laughs) Uh, then I think that's just so anti-Christian, but we've, we've, I know we've talked about this before. Um, I, it's, it's it's, just, I, I find this such an interesting little story because it's, it's so short. It's like, I don't know, eight verses. mm -hmm. It's like half a Jonah story, but, uh, it was a dumb joke. Part of the reason I think I've been avoiding the Jesus stuff is like, it's, it's less fun. It's less fun. And it, it also makes, makes me, me mad. Yeah. It makes me very angry because <laughs> I, I, I keep running into things like none of these people have ever read the actual Bible. What makes me kind of mad is the people who have like the pastors, Yeah, you know, they went to school for this. They presumably learned it in different languages even, and yet they're still willing to interpret for people a version that well, and I, I've, I just, I've, that makes me mad. Like it should be their responsibility as the like carriers of knowledge to interpret in a better way. Well, I don't know. I mean, Alan, I'm sure you've had experiences. I've had experiences where like in confidence pastors have said like, well, 
that interpretation is really sim- like simplified and simplistic and the actual this, 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 and this, and it's probably like they will break down and on a one-on-one, like the patent story isn't, uh-huh. isn't real. Yeah. And like, this is probably allegory. Like they'd say a lot of the things that we've been saying, no, like knowing full well, but then they've swallowed some Kool-Aid somewhere where they believe that the, the laity doesn't ag- uh, flavor aid flavor aid. Sorry. Uh, doesn't, uh, doesn't have the right or the intellectual prowess to be able to handle a like less factual. Well, thinking about it in a complex way instead of just spoon fed in a simple way. Right. Yeah. Which is so disingenuous. And, but like, I don't know to me, like they that, like, they like to keep their audience dumb. Yeah. Easier to control. Yeah. Relig- religion's been doing it for yeah, but, millennia. And that's where it's like, I don't understand. I, I could never be a pastor because it just would be a, well, we have several friends who tried and, yeah, and couldn't, are couldn't now do no it. longer pastors. Yeah. <laughs> we got to have them on. I totally agree. I know. We, I mean, we were kind of ramping up to it and then COVID. Right. Yes. Let's, uh, let's, sky, let's Skype them in. I'm, I, it'd yeah. be interesting. Yeah. Although it's getting far enough away from their pastoral hood that like there's things are slipping. I'll call, call them. It's like, Hey, what do you think about this? Like, Oh, I haven't thought about that in 10 years. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's temptations. Great. So how do you, does this bring you back any of the Willem Dafoe movie at all? Man, a little bit. I feel like the, the movie is like, an epic it's very very long and covers like way more i mean this is just a fraction of okay. you know this is just right des- so like there's stuff before a lot after i mean this is I, it, it it is like the whole crucifixion thing okay. is like the main like narrative focus well, and that was technically like the last temptation that's, yeah that's interesting is on on the cross he's basically like we've danced around this so much there there, there is a, a thing that happens I'm just going to keep talking as if this is real because it's, it's hard for me to do like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, anyway. So like there's a thing that happens where G- the last temptation is literally on the cross. He has to face this kind of final wall and eventually like push through on faith alone with yeah. like no factual, no emotional uh, like grounding. It's just him willing himself to move forward. Yeah. So that makes sense that if they're talking about this, you need the backstory of these three things that he accomplished, but then like yeah. that sets up the end. Yeah. Well, or it's only the beginning. <laughs> well, somehow doing this uh, podcast early in the morning, we started with like light NPR yeah. show and then got into like late evening, uh, theological discussion to, uh, to talk radio, to talk radio. <laughs> yeah. To, <laughs> yeah. This stuff makes me. I mean, angry. it's not like a fun story, <laughs> but it's a, but it's a good one. I but like it this should one. be like you know. I get, this is a bad trip. Jesus went to the desert and had a bad trip. Yeah, I think so. He needed a better uh, spirit guide. Yeah, he uh, he should have paid like the one tier up package. Or like like it's all about set and setting. Maybe that's he where they bring have... along a yurt for you so you yes, can you like have proper shelter at night. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or like you go you like it's that like walking thing where you go from like glamping to glamping and like hike between them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. Hey, thank you so much for listening. You can follow us at KJVPod on both Twitter and Instagram to keep up with different news and uh, episode announcements, etc. Um, and if you've been joining the show, please tell a friend and or leave a review on any of the places. Thanks to Mascaras and Resurrection Records for the use of our theme song, Kixati, off the album El Moran. And this week's resurrection artist is Mojo Hand. Uh, you can find links to these songs, to the stickers that people have been buying, which is cool, on our website, kingjamesvirgin.com. 
Yeah, it's a slog right now, Bellevue to Everett on the 405. You're looking at about 27 minutes in there. Uh, southbound on five from uh, Alderwood, you're uh, smooth sailing, about 28 minutes. Uh, back to you, Adam. Another news with Lakshmi Sang. I was born in the desert, in the lion's den. My occupation, dealing women from the man. Sonic Bazaar.